So welcome everyone to the Saber Martial Arts Foundation podcast, aka Smafcast. Smafcast. Or if you're feeling real saucy, Smop. Um, Smop. So tonight, episode three, we are joined by one of our affiliate school head instructors, someone who's been with us from almost the beginning, a few months after the very beginning. And someone who's definitely been a um, an ally and a proponent for what we try to accomplish within SMAF. And this is not my job to introduce him. It's his job to introduce himself. Uh, <laughs> Courtney Monroe yeah. from the Saberlight Knights in Charlottesville, Virginia. And Courtney, before you introduce yourself, I also want to say we are joined, of course, by co-board member from san diego sabers miss katie main hello what what mistress what, what? mistress of Seresu. um oh, that's actually a dope that. name that that would be a great name if you were that is like an dope. league uh that's katie's fighting name fighting name from now on mistress of Seresu. Okay. Um, i don't know i kind of like the name that steve gave me it's so so holds there to my heart what, what was that had been in charge. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. That's gonna get a blaster effect, and I love it. Um, <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, so it's the three of us for now. We're expecting Alan, but Alan is also a a yearling dad, so mm-hmm. he he has some things to take care of. I'm sure right now. Um, and my own girls, my my own wife is so so nice to put the girls to bed without me tonight. As I'm sure Courtney, your wife has been so kind to you tonight as well. <laughs> um, so without me chatting too much about us, let's chat about you a little, Courtney. Tell us uh, some things about you. Tell the listeners, maybe especially if they're in the Virginia area, um, you know, like what you guys are up to. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, Courtney Monroe, Saberlight Knights. Uh, we are based in Charlottesville, Virginia, but, uh, you know, we operate in the area as a whole. Uh, and, yeah, I've been doing the whole Saber Combat thing now for, um, let me think here, uh, about seven years or so now. Um, started out uh, running an academy previously uh, with a couple of other guys. Uh, and then after a few years of that, you know, we kind of veered off, you know, did our own thing. One gentleman, you know, moved away. Another guy went, went and did his own thing. Struck out for uh, Saberlight Nights on my own about almost three years. Ago. Hold on. Uh, is it 2021? Yeah. It wow. Is almost three years. Dang. Okay. Yeah. So like three years ago, uh, yeah, struck out on my own and started up Saberlight Nights. And we've been operating ever since. And it's been a good time. It's a great time. That's a great that's a great intro to Saberlight Nights. And let me just tell you from my personal experience, Katie, I know you've never sparred with any of these guys because you've never had the privilege of coming out and, and meeting with them yet because kind of yeah. the world went to you know where uh, yeah. before we had some things planned that would have allowed that. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I will tell you that this is a stand-up group of martial arts trainees and teachers. and that uh my own like the co-founder of of Delaware Saber Martial Arts um and I we went down there and uh really had a good time hanging out with these guys at a library event they were doing some live sparring they did some teaching some basic 
block and chop teaching and just yeah. getting sabers in people's hands in an environment where everybody was already feeling comfortable because it was like a Star Wars night. And yeah. these guys are, and I say guys, gender neutral because uh, there's all different shapes, colors, and sizes of people yeah. in saber light nights. And they're all pretty much just there to train as a martial art, but also they haven't lost sight of the fact that they're holding nerd sticks. You that's know. right. It is, man. Absolutely. That's kind of really important. And and you guys have been in touch with us for a long time. So, Courtney, um, what is some of your martial arts background, just so that the people get an understanding of how you really do fit into SMAF in a good way? Oh, yeah. So, uh, man, I've dipped my toes in a lot of uh, different ponds, so to speak. <laughs> so, <laughs> I started uh, with Taekwondo, uh, you know, a while ago. I'm 34. I started that, uh, I think I was like 11 or something like that. Your age will get a blast. you lie. Your age will get, you a, um, get a blast. You're sound not 34. Too, man. You lie. Yeah, okay. I'm going to I'm gonna censor his age never. so that way nobody knows. <laughs> hey, look, if I get close to this camera, you're going to see all these gray hairs, and then you're going to lose. Everybody, everybody's going to think you're a hundred years old by the time they understand what kind of, what kind of stuff is in your brain. So keep, keep telling us you started in Taekwondo. How long did you do that before you ventured into other martial arts? Yeah. So that went on for about, you know, maybe a year, a couple of years, something like that. Uh, what ended up happening was, you know, you go to high school, you know, you do your thing and you know, yeah, actually I was a pretty good kid. I was about to say I ran wild. I really didn't. Uh, but, you know, had interests and did things. And uh, once I graduated, I jumped right back into it. Uh, and it was with uh, Wushu. So Wushu, not like traditional Kung Fu, it's Wushu. Uh, and from there, uh, you know, I trained, good Lord, like five, six days a week, mm -hmm. um, like really hitting it. Uh, and then that eventually led me, you know, about a year and a half into that into a uh you know traditional kung fu academy uh back in like 2007 and um you know i just trained myself up there um and been doing it ever since and and from there uh ventured off and began training as well in kali uh pakiti tertia style uh some balenta walk uh and then uh you know did some krav maga did some kickboxing uh, and eventually, uh, I, uh, became a Padawan, uh, you know, not really, but kind of <laughs> to, uh, one of the best men I've ever known. Uh, he goes, his name is Chris, but he goes by Sir Black Wolf and kind of like how we do, you know, sabers, things like that. Uh, he actually, you know, teaches like, you know, medieval knights, like uh -huh. his whole, that's his yep, whole thing. Yep. Like he teaches you how to dance. Uh, he teaches you like archery. You learn like a bunch oh, of so stuff. like the whole like chivalric like whole chival exactly oh, wow. like lineup of activities like That's right the, basically the Boy Scouts of the medieval times in a way exactly he he's a Welshman uh, of and course yeah, he is of course he is he's a <laughs> he's a grand Welshman yeah <laughs> so so the European martial arts I know I learned from him um, which was great and yeah I've been been at it ever since man. So, um, what is that now? Like 25 years of martial arts? Is my math on? Oh, come on, man. You're going to make me feel old in here tonight, all right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, oh, yeah. No, that, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. 
Well, I was going to say, I mean, between the two of Katie, Katie's yet a baby still by, by our <laughs> standards. No, she's not that much younger. Not, uh, not much. I'm 27. I'm oh yeah. No, you're, 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 but you're, but a lass. Uh, I'm but a lass. <laughs> Um, so Courtney, I, I was very familiar with the fact that you had done some, some Chinese martial arts as well as, um, you know, like the term European martial arts, what a broad, what a broad like <laughs> term. Right. But kind of all of these things that, like when you say like, um, Kung Fu, like that could be any one of like a thousand or more styles. Right. And That's you say correct. Taekwondo, even that which has governing bodies and federations and things has like so many different dojangs and, and places where they just teach Taekwondo principles or kicking, but they also do other types of things. So, you know, every martial art has its, has its variation. And I think as like, not to be too cheesy about our plugs here, but I think as SMAF, that's kind of one of the things that we've really embraced is like, we have no clue how you teach Shi Cho on a daily basis or how you maybe don't teach the seven forms, but teach your saber combat form. And that's okay. Like yeah. it's, it's rooted in martial arts. So people like I myself have over 20 years of all kinds of martial arts experience. Katie now, what are you are 10 years now or so? Uh, for weapon training yeah. in general? Yeah, or just in martial no, arts. Actually, actually, no. I didn't start off until Eric, um, the Council of SDS, started meeting. So you've been um, like five or six years now. Yeah, I mean, I've been, my parents did theater stuff, so I knew stage combat mm-hmm, when I was mm-hmm. younger. Which in, in itself is rooted in, in traditional martial yeah. arts, right? Um, yeah. So I think from the perspective of people who who know the sense of like what it takes to train and study under someone i can tell you that like courtney's program he's producing people who are learning how to fight and Mm -hmm. how to do techniques and things um with quality but also with the like it's kind of funny you said like chivalry because everybody there is like yes sir yes ma'am just as if you walked into an old school dojo or as if you walked into like a fencing school or something where people had been there and they're calling people by a title or so. everybody's mm-hmm. very just like polite right from the get go. Welcome to our event. Do you want to hang out? Do you want to play toys with us? You know, and, look, um, and, and that's what it's about. Look, that to me is as big a part of it as, you know, these things are. You exactly. Know what I mean? like, that's the point I'm trying to make in a lot of words. It, it, it has to be. Uh, and that's just. In my opinion, you know, it, it does say a lot as far as, you know, skill and ability. But to me, what really separates you is is what you, like, contribute to the community. Exactly. As a whole. Um, yeah. Because, you know, elitism, look, that is just a thing that has plagued martial arts, I mean, pretty much since it, since it existed. You right. Know? Some of the uh, best it, Sunday afternoon kung fu movies came out exactly. of that notion. <laughs> and, and look, it has permeated, you know, uh, this this community, this activity. It has, it has. It it's unfortunate. Mission in life to stomp that out into the dirt. 
uh, and and to completely obliterate that. You heard it here uh, first, y'all. <laughs> that, that is my mission. There there is no such thing as elitism or one way to do this thing. Absolutely, uh, it is that there is no no elitism and there is not one way to do this. There's many. You know, Katie, you kind of made this point, I think, in in our first episode, maybe where. Um, you were talking about people who have trained in one form and different mm-hmm. people training in the same form. You made the point that like Doug's master from SDS, um, what was it, Riley? Riley? Harley. Harley. Um, that he had a very specific way of doing Makashi mm-hmm. or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then Doug picked up things from him, but also added Dougness to it. And then Robert, of yeah. course, is definitely not the same type of Makashi specialist as no. Doug. But you can tell that Doug has had an influence on the way he applies his techniques and things, you know? Yeah, it's 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 super nice because it goes from Eric to Harley, Harley to Doug, Doug to Robert. So and that is a lineage of just Makashis. Right. And obviously they they picked and choose what fits with their style, especially their physique. Right. What obviously you see Eric, he's like swole. And then <laughs> you have Harley who's he's very strong as well, even when he lost some weight. And then you have Doug who's taller and has more reach. And then you have Robert who is faster like Doug. Robert is, so. is super fast. Very mm-hmm. fast. And so if you have that much variation just within one group, that's only four, what, four people. And mm-hmm. now you add the SDS sort of lineage as to use the word you, you used um, to Courtney's to, you know, my five or six people that I was training before COVID and um, to, you know, Hawaii and whatever they're doing out there. And mm-hmm. just that variation already you've got such a like you'll never learn everything there's no way you could possibly ever learn everything you know what i mean that's kind of like the mission like you said to stamp out that elitism but also to like blossom that sense of like there's no way you could possibly be alone in this there's no way you can be the only one or the best one or the whatever and you know maybe if you hear somebody say like our system is the best or our system is the the dopest for blah blah Maybe you should just like find another place. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Is that okay to say yeah. on the record? Oh no, hundred percent. I agree. No, you know? look, I think I think what really drove this home for me, you know, when you do martial arts, of course you get exposed to it, but then when you switch, you know, and you start doing sabers, you know, you see the fun in it. Like it's a it's a blend. Like you have this like immersive, you know, activity that is practical, but it also kind of you know, enraptures like your imagination at the same time. It's like the perfect, like blend. It's the perfect right. combination. Just you know, foster this activity. And I, I think the uh, engagement I had that really brought this mindset to the forefront. It was in some forum. I, I can't actually. No, I do remember. I'm not going to blast it though. Uh, but there That's was a fine. forum, uh, and uh, you know, somebody we know was was having a uh, discussion. Oh no. Uh, posted a video of like some Ataru like movements like you know jumping and flipping and kicking and doing all this like really dope stuff mm-hmm. uh and it's somebody proceeded to go ha ha uh you know you do that and I'm gonna stab you in the back you know, oh. you're doing like garbage blah blah I'm like bro is is this what we're doing like you you're we're in a lightsaber forum 
and you're in here harping on what's practical and what's not like, do you, do you listen to yourself? Exactly. You know what I mean? We're not in the, in the fields of feudal Japan, you know, in a, in a life or death duel. Well, even if you were, wouldn't you have trained in kata first or something like that, you know, or or velocities or even just for fitness? Like, oh, you would never kick anybody in a lightsaber tournament. No, but it's it's dope to learn how. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) It's dope to learn how you never backflip, but you don't see people being like, oh, don't learn how to backflip. That's stupid. (laughs) No, nobody's ever like, oh, that guy who backflips is sucks like no like that guy that guy's awesome or that girl's awesome who can do a backflip like everybody will tell you so right athletic and 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 strong and just all the exactly that's what you're training and so i don't know hashtag miss the point like you totally miss the point 100 percent. so from that point on i'm like okay i know what my mission is in life i'm getting rid of that crap because it doesn't belong here so courtney you also this is maybe a good segue. You 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 train the seven forms of saber combat, okay? Yes, sir. Right um, mm-hmm. from Star Wars lore, which of course there's not really any actual martial arts content in Star Wars. You just have to sort of fill in the fill in the very yep. large gaps uh, based on some of the storytelling, which is dope. It's been a fun process yeah. as somebody who's been coming up with the seven forms also for a long time, like you have, and somebody who has talked to Eric and Katie at length about some of this stuff. Like, it's really fun to come up with with the different variations on things and people who have different previous training what they can add to their new saber combat you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um so in other words like i I had a point right here um (laughs) (laughs) uh oh like things like like training kata training the kicks training the backflips it's it's about the athleticism but it's also about just like sharing like I think I know who you're talking about, and I think the main point that we can get from a human being as decent as this human being that you're talking about is mm-hmm. that, like, he just wants to share stuff with people and let yeah. them let them have his fun for free. Does that make right. sense? Absolutely. Like, he's already having the fun for everybody, and he wants to share it with you. And I think that when people – in this community do that to people who just want to share, you know, Mm -hmm. there are organizations that we don't have any official, um, ties to necessarily, but that doesn't mean we like go to their events and be like, you guys suck. Like our way is the way and blah, blah. No, it's, it's very much proper. I was taught in, um, and this, we definitely brought this to SDS, but I was taught by my parents when we were younger, when we would go to see like another performance at a different theater. And my parents were like, do not, if you don't like certain things, you wait till you leave the house and then we'll get in the car and we'll talk about it. Right. Do not disrespect the realm that you're in. And so that was something huge that, you know, for SDS. Yeah. We'll like, I'll admit there have been times that we, were frustrated and we would discuss like quietly to like one, like myself and another person or two people because they were like upset with the fight or whatever, but we never went up to like the heads of the teachers or the other fighters and be like talking smack. Right. No, if anything, right. it's, if they ask for criticism of like fighting techniques, of course we're going to be like helping out because the whole point of it is 
the love of the medium. Exactly. And that is super huge. And it's heartbreaking to see where some groups don't share that same thing. Instead of building a community, they're trying to build an empire. So instead of building out, they're building up. Uh, What a take, right? Out with that. That is fantastic. (laughs) That's a take. (laughs) Wow. That's a take. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's something that it's something that that needs to happen. And I think that's what SMAP it's We are building our community. We're not building an empire. You know, uh, Courtney, from from day one, I think you had originally spoken with Eric, maybe from mm-hmm. SDS. Yep. I, and I reached out to him very early. On. He uh, in the early days of SMAF, he had brought up to the rest of the board direct of directors like um there's this guy who reached out to me, seems legit, seems like what he's doing is is good for the community. And, and you know, hey, uh, he seems like he's pretty close to you, Fode. Why don't you why don't you go take a road trip when you get a chance? And it took me like a year of actually knowing you to be able to finally get out there with bead and and hang out and play toys and and you know, meet some of the guys out there. You know, shout outs to like Roland and Ryan and, and those guys who were really, really nice to us they could have totally been you know what's to us because they are good fighters they are experienced uh people and martial artists and Mm -hmm. they are like at the top of their game as far as saber fighting and learning right now you know what i mean like they're sponges right now so they could totally be that guy in the mma gym or that girl in the mma gym who's like whatever not going to spar with you not going to even tap gloves with you and if we make eye contact don't ask me what my name is you know what i mean but instead it was like it was like hey do you want to spar don't worry we're not going to be hard contact oh you want to go a little harder let's do it or hey you know what kind of style did that move come from this move is something similar to that and Exactly. You and I got to talking about all kinds of fun stuff. You were making your Baguazhang circles and stuff. Uh, Look, it's it's all about respect and decency. That's the that's that, that's what we push to the forefront. That's because, the point. You know, we we have to make everyone feel happy and included and wanted and a part of it. That, that's what this needs to be. You need to be a part of it, right? Like you you remember um, Granny Happy Swings, right? You remember her? Oh my gosh. <laughs> we might have to quickly tell this story for people who don't know. <laughs> um, so, so oh, you almost gave me a heart attack, dog. <laughs> do Do you want to tell? You want me to tell it? No, you, you tell it. You probably tell okay. it better than I do. Okay. Yeah. So uh, it, it was at this event uh, in Loudoun County here in Virginia, up in Northern Virginia. Uh, and uh, basically, the way I was doing it was I'd have you know a few minutes on, a few minutes off, and I'd have people come up in groups. I'd show them a couple of, you know, like basic, like she show moves, you know, strike, 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 block, 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 forward, back, whatever. So uh, in, in this specific group, uh, uh, older lady, I can't, I don't know if it was this girl's grandma or mom or whatever, but there's an older lady and a, a younger female. She had to be like in her teens, early 20s. So, you know, they get up there and we go through the whole spiel. I show them the moves, we go back and forth, we do our thing. Then afterwards, I just go, okay, you know, go back and forth, unchoreographed, you know, very lightly, we're using boppers, and just have fun. Mm-hmm. So, you know, say that, and you're walking around talking to people, and I look over, and Granny is like, you know, just 
Oh boy. Oh my gosh. Oh boy. She's like stalling. Yeah, she was chopping trees, dog. She was chopping trees. Oh my gosh. And like giggling and smiling and laughing the whole time. Yeah, homegirl was getting it. I just go up to her. I'm like, ma'am, you are the reason why I do this. (laughs) You are the reason. But I am here yeah. holding a lightsaber in my hand. There's a video it? of that somewhere on the SMAF Facebook page, I think. So. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I need this. Yeah, Granny Happy Swings. You know, since since we met you, I, I guess my, my original point was since we met you, you've always kind of been like, what what can I do to, to help you guys make everybody feel welcome? And uh, so, you know, before we get too deep into the nerdy stuff, which we're going to do right away. Uh, I would say again, if you're in the, I would say within an hour to two hours of Virginia and you could make it out even once a month, uh, and we'll talk about your training schedule and stuff and, and what isn't, is not happening because of COVID, you know, towards the end yeah. of the show. Um, but if you are in that area, at least maybe reach out to Courtney saberlightnights.com. You can get a hold of him through there or find him on yeah. Facebook, um, and Instagram and YouTube, and you'll find a bunch of stuff, but get in contact with him and just say, Hey, you know, is there anything you can do to help me? Cause I'm sure he's going to say yes. So let's get into some more of the nerdy stuff. I'm noticing that bling piece in your hands yeah, and man. I want to know all about that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, also I'm in, uh, so I re- I built the house about a year ago. In oh, the basement. I'm in an unfinished basement. I'm in my unfinished basement. That's why it looks like this. Uh, it's and, beautiful from a dojo perspective. Oh, oh, oh well, thank you. Yeah, actually, <laughs> um, you know, I got so these these are like my training dummies here. Um, okay. I actually inherited those from my uh, from my grandfather. Oh wow. Uh, he he uh, he was one of those guys who um, trained martial arts. He's from Staten Island. Oh. Uh, he, uh, he, you know, did come from karate up there like a long time ago in the sixties and seventies. Uh, and then he built these. So, and, and I ended up getting them when he passed away. So anyway, uh, this is where I come down to swing my stuff, you know, my sabers around and train and, you know, I record my tutorials and stuff. So, uh, yeah, so this, uh, is actually an ultra saber, uh, that one of my, uh, members clay, uh, actually redid for me here. Oh, uh, nice. Stuff like that. Ooh, but you got, got like electrum 80. on that bad boy <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, like he, uh you know he um you know painted it gold and he put all these crazy like sound fonts in it and he like mm-hmm. you know he did it up for me uh and and i'm and i'm very grateful for that this is one of the main ones i use uh and then i also use let me see here so are I you going to keep player. using that in combat or is that going to become a belt or a shelf hanger so i wanted it to be I want it to be like a, um, a shelf queen. Yeah. Clay's like, oh, you're going to use that in fights. I'm like, okay. Maybe in, yes, maybe in like uh, demonstration fights and stuff, you know? Not, not, not anything too, too crazy. Keep it as Definitely. a cover tech beauty. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So my main duelers are, um, are this one. Uh, this is my Ooh, that's, persuader. That's a key, sa- and, and, key saber. Yep. And this one is my slayer here. So these are my main two duelers that I use. So you have one of each of the key saber models of of sabers, and we should we should just briefly say next week we're recording with Kyle from Key Sabers, and um, we're going to quote unquote officially announce it. But we do now have 
on a you know this is our this is our soft announcement uh we do now have a um proud sponsorship with key sabers um and courtney i know you've been working with kyle for a long time and that you have nothing Mm -hmm. but amazing things to say about not only his products but him as a person um which is how we got involved with them but why don't you tell us a little bit about those sabers because you probably are responsible for putting as many of those in people's hands as anybody (laughs) i'm definitely trying i know (laughs) at least a quarter maybe going on half at least a quarter of my group definitely has one we're making more of that. Yep. Yeah. I just ordered my first Slayer the other day. It should be here any any day next week. That's what I like to hear. So yeah. <laughs> um, so I started off with with uh, Persuader here, uh, and I got it powder coated like a copper, like bronze ish color. Really nice. Um, yeah, I don't know if you pretty. guys know anything about the Monkey King and your Sun Wukong from you know mm. Chinese. Yep. Yeah. Folklore. Uh, um, so I kind of wanted to mimic, you know, his, his like staff with this, with this color. Uh, so that's what that is. Um, so and you got a battle wrap on there too. Yes. Yep. Right here. Nice Black little half wrap. I like that just for the forehand. Mm-hmm. I and like I actually that. do have a flag that I hang from the bottom of it, but it's not on here right now. Oh, that's dope. Uh, uh, so it retains the blade goes in very low. I think about like four inches. So, you know, if you have like a 36 inch blade, by the time it comes out, it's going to be 32 uh, and it helps with the balance. So this weapon is very well balanced um, and it feels like a dream. And it's the same with the Slayer, actually. And uh, it probably helps with the strength, too. Right. Because I know for me, like an inch and a half, two inches of of blade depth, it does start to feel wobbly after a little while. (laughs) Yeah, you you definitely get um, like more. um, Look at that color. Oh yeah, I got uh, I got the lights and the flash on clash. My dude. Uh, so yeah, man. Is that uh, a is that this. a one piece chassis? Because like we were saying, these these tend to be like the strongest sabers for combat. That uh, they're also yeah. very simple in design, beautiful but simple, mm-hmm. um, and well thought out. There's a single handed, like you said, the persuader and a and a two handed, but like. How how have those either changed the way you guys train or maybe the way you fight, aside from, like you said, a little more well-balanced? But do you feel that you can do certain forms or certain training more easily or more yes. difficult or anything like that? Yes. So um, a lot of sabers uh, that we end up using, you know, I don't know what you guys go with or what you like, you know, use as your main but a lot of them can be very cumbersome in your hand. Uh-huh. Uh, sometimes they even feel like pipes, like you're holding yeah. a pipe, <laughs> um, right? I could put this, so this thing fits in my hand like a dream. Like it, it is so, I don't want to say tiny because it's not tiny, but it doesn't have that pipe bomb feeling. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. Hand, like beautifully. And like I said, the balance of the weapon is fantastic. Almost anywhere that you hold on it. Um, so yeah, just saying all I have to say with this persuader, I tend to favor um, a hammer grip, like a single, you know, hand, you know, fighting style. Uh-huh. Uh, I could swing this thing around for for days and not get tired. Uh, so as, what as is? Opposed, go yeah, ahead, go ahead. Yeah, as opposed to if I had like one of these pipe like saber hilts in my hand, I, my hand would get tired over time. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, then your elbow and then your shoulder follows, and then that just goes through your body, and then you're like, well, it sure does. Up. Yeah. So So, main thing I've noticed. What is the main like 
few sword forms or weapon forms from real world weaponry that you draw from in at least your primary fighting style, if not maybe your your introductory Shicho also. Yeah. So uh so Shicho is a it's primarily uh Meow Dao. I don't know if you've ever heard of that one, but it's basically like a very big like Chinese katana. So basically the story behind it is is uh it's a Japanese weapon. Uh you know Kung Fu guys got a hold of it. Right. You know, because they were kind of getting their butt kicked, their butts kicked against it. So Threw like, their okay, spin on it. Way to use this thing. Right. Uh, and, and that's where, you know, that weapon, Meow Dao, I think it stands for uh, like grain leaf saber. I think that's what it means. In okay. Okay. Uh, so our uh, uh, Cho is based primarily on that with some German longsword in it. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's a blend of that. I'd say it's about 75% Meow Dao and then like the other 25% is German longsword. I was going to say, I feel like most of us our shicho is 60 to 75 percent katana or more yep. uh based anyway so um yeah. it would be it would be very similar in that regard then yeah. um and so then your own personal fighting style what kind of is that does that go you know twofold for your own personal fighting style or do you have some other things you like to draw on don't give away too many secrets so your students students don't know <laughs> no don't know your tips and techniques you know but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah that's old school right there that's how i know you're a martial artist <laughs> uh, that's that's the traditional mindset right there you teach them you know 90 percent. you keep that 10% yourself yeah i'll um, take that 10 percent to the grave <laughs> so if i had to categorize myself uh i feel like this is the case with most teachers uh, uh you know uh what is it form six uh neiman yeah 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 so so that would be me um I just do whatever comes out. Uh, I will, uh, I'll kneel and hit you. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll turn and hit you. You know, I'll come in with two hands. I'll do a beat intercept, strike out with one hand. I'm just all over the place, which is whatever comes out. Uh, so it could be anything from seven to one. It comes out of me and then I just marvel at whatever it is. So then <laughs> what would, that's, that, yeah. uh, that's kind of the answer that I feel like a lot of us teachers would give even like Katie, I know you don't formally necessarily train in form six, but I feel like that's probably the way you would end up fighting is, is using as much of your other knowledge as you possibly could. Right. So, yeah, especially when you're teaching other people, cause they're going to have questions and they're not going to be the same fighter as you. So you need to be able to explain things of all different, you know, forms even if you're not necessarily a user of that form and um so i feel like i feel like we we kind of maybe should have expected that answer from you but uh maybe a good follow-up would be like what were some of the things that like you learned along the way that led to what's in the curriculum you teach like um you know certain weapons that you mentioned the what Meow Dao, right? And right. German yeah. longsword. And mm-hmm. obviously, if you're doing Chinese martial arts, you're doing a lot of different weapons. So, like, yeah. what are what are some of those other things that are prominent in your forms, any forms? Yeah. Uh, so, the Jin, uh, which I'm sure with Alan, we, you, you hear that a lot. The Chinese um, straight sword or the Tai Chi Chinese sword, some sword. would say, right? Yes, sir. That one uh, is, is pretty big uh, in, in our uh, system. Uh, the 
Dao, just a basic Dao, a uh, broadsword, Chinese, Chinese broadsword. Broad Basically a saber, uh, right? Uh, a, yeah. a cavalry saber of sorts or an infantry Essentially, saber. Yeah. That's it. Very short handle uh, and a, a long, like very curved, fat blade. Super powerful so, blade. Yeah. It's meant for chopping. Uh, that's right. what it was for. Uh, so, and then, uh, you know, of course, you know, Kali stick and knife fighting, mm -hmm. uh, uh, the, the spear, Chinese spear, uh, of course, you know, your waxwood staff you've seen in every Shaolin movie. Um, you know, that's big for, you know, of course, saber staff, uh, you got the German long sword. Um, there a little bit of rapier in there from, uh, uh historical European martial arts training and, um, Goodness, what else? It's a shame Eric wasn't here to say hear you say that word. <laughs> uh oh, is that um Eric Eric loves himself a good rapier, I know that. Okay. Oh he love yeah, no, he <laughs> wants to get a fancy smancy one. Man of culture. Katie, do oh, you yeah. have any of that in, in any of those types of things that you know of in, in some of the training Eric and others have shared with you? Any of those weapons that Courtney's been been rattling off here? Uh, the most I know for sure is stick and dagger. Stick and dagger. Well, you train in Filipino martial mm -hmm. arts right now, right? Yeah, I train in Eskrima. Nice. And so um, that is the most uh, out of the I've, – I've recognized the weapons. I personally never trained with them. Mm -hmm. But I've seen it. I've heard people talk about it. A good friend of ours, uh, actually Eric's first night, his name is Sam Clements, and he lives down in uh, – he lives in Colorado, but he was a Kung Fu teacher. So I've seen him do stuff. Right. So I recognize a lot of the um, weapons that have been mentioned. And right. of course, Eric is like a well of knowledge of different types of weaponry. Right. So I was going to say, I, there's probably a ton of influence you maybe don't even know is in your combat oh, yeah, and I'm training, sure. right? Like you're oh, a, yeah. like we said, the mistress of Seresu, right? You, you, you. <laughs> that is my main. You, that's your main form, right? <laughs> Um, yeah. With a strong like Shicho root, obviously everybody should have a strong Shicho root. And if you don't train mm -hmm. in the seven forms, basically your basics should be dope at all times, no matter what, right? Um, so I've seen you fight a little bit, and I can tell you you have like a very like rooted style of Seresu, like uh, this is my space, don't touch my space. If you touch my mm -hmm. space, you're gonna lose your head. Um, yeah. And that to me also speaks to like Courtney said, like a little bit of that German long sword mm -hmm. and the staff in particular to me is one of those weapons where there's a reason it's seven feet long a lot of times, right? Like you don't want anybody getting that yeah. close to you. So yeah, uh, that's kind of the way I see your fighting. Courtney, what, what do you, uh, what form or forms or weapon styles would you say are most prominent in either people's experience when they come to you for the first time or their forms that they want to learn from you? Uh, so it is, like you say, man, of Shicho, Shicho, Shicho. Uh, well, that's good. You, yeah. You will get like blasted in the head until you're tired of Shicho. Right, right, right. Um, but uh, some of the people who have been with me, you know, pretty much since the beginning have gotten uh, like a good amount of good amount of training in some of the other forms right uh, like some of the guys spent a lot of time practicing makashi um to the point that they got very scary with it <laughs> uh even i had to step back like all right you, you're doing a little too much now okay you're not supposed to be hitting me like that okay <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
uh, Ryan, Ryan specifically, uh, is a nightmare. Uh, he, he, he came in with no experience in anything other than like, I think it was lacrosse, you know, even as like, a sport, not even really martial arts. Right. Yeah. This man uh, did about like four months, five months of Makashi with me and was frustrating the crap out of uh, like some of these other guys and these adjacent groups. Like he would go to TSL meets and they get pissed off at him because he <laughs> like, you know, tagging them, like he, very rudely, just, you know, tapping that hand so quickly and mm-hmm. so abruptly. They're like, bro, like, like, sorry, that's how I was taught. You're damn right. That's how you were taught. <laughs> uh, so, so, so no, so, um, uh, so, and yeah, like I, I've, you know, taught some Atari to some guys, you know, we've done some, we've done some gym. So, uh, so yeah, we've got uh, the gamut through all the forms here. Uh, really all I haven't done yet is uh, delve deep in the uh, exotics. And that's primarily because the pandemic kind of interfered with, mm-hmm. you know, people's statuses and where you were with things. Yeah. Uh, but we'll be picking that back up. Well, I don't, I don't want to pick on nobody, first of all. So uh, <laughs> TSL Virginia guys, you're great fighters, I'm sure. Nobody's nobody's picking on you. Uh, that being said, it wouldn't kill you to learn some Mikashi, would it? Uh, <laughs> they're very much – they're very much – from the TSL that I've seen, and I've only seen people down in LA, um, and whoever comes to the LA tournaments, it's very two-handed. Definitely yeah, knows. right. Very, and they use very long hilts a lot of time. And you know what? It it fits the style of to- and and that's what I'm saying. We're not we're not talking smack. Uh, we're no, having no, a little no, bit no. of fun. But um, that being said, hey, you know, go to Courtney. Maybe get some different fighting styles in there because uh, whether it's TSL or any other school you know, that's not necessarily affiliated with SMAF, like, uh, or, or tournament or whatever, you can, why not get as many different tools as you can get, right? Like, yeah. that would just be irresponsible of yeah. you as a as a student not to get as many yeah. tools as you can get. Um, no, that's definitely huge. Yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not calling them out singularly. I'm calling everybody out, myself included. Mm-hmm. Get yourself as many tools as you can get in life. You, you keep using the names of forms and things which we use very loosely and freely because we're all kind of familiar with the philosophies and things but like from from a standpoint of someone who has had people come to them for the first time and say you know I want to learn to to fight with these things and and I don't know the first thing about anything related to martial arts or star wars yeah I just want to learn how to do it and become maybe a fan or whatever so how do you kind of delve into like getting them familiar with maybe the names of the forms and what each form would like, if you're a star Wars fan, you just like, you read it in the books, you read it in the comics, you read it in the magazines and you're like, okay, I get it. There's these seven things and they basically mean this. But if you have no clue, how, how has that been a challenge for you? Or how has that been something that you look forward to for, for when people come in for the first time? So, Funny enough, uh, it actually becomes a point of excitement from what I've seen in my experience. Oh, okay. Interesting. Because when people come in, uh, typically they don't know really anything about what it is. Uh, They just see, you know, like it's lightsabers and you can get reactions from, you know, haha, hilarious to, you know, oh my God, I want to do this to, you know, whatever. But, you know, in those gamut, in that, you know, range there, it usually is people aren't sure about what it is. So when I explain, 
you know, this is what we do. There are actually seven forms of, you know, saber combat. And right. here, the way I think each one is its own system, you know, with, its, with different kinds of steps and drills and footwork and strikes and blocks. Like, you could just see their eyes, like, light up. Like, I didn't know it was this intricate. Like, this right. is actually a legitimate thing. And I'm like, oh, well, yeah, hell yeah, it is. It's a legitimate yeah. thing. <laughs> Why you think, like, you know, it's like two dozen of us standing here. Of course, it's... Well, you know, I think because the number of actual people like yourself who have really put in the time and, and tried to make it something that's not just these five basic strikes and this is how you do them. And if you don't do them, you're not doing the style I taught you. So it's either invalid or not as valid or blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying everybody's like that, but there aren't a lot of people geographically distributed like you or like us in they're not all affiliates of SMAF if you're still out there and we don't know you you need to get in contact with us and, and let us know what you're doing because you know it when people get excited about that kind of thing that's just martial arts that's that's the way a lot of martial arts students are and for people like who train in lightsaber for them to now get that experience outside of the traditional setting you're reaching so many people that you would have never reached on, on a different level and people from different backgrounds, genders, people of different creeds and, and, and qualities. You know what I mean? Um, Yo, I, so you are hundred percent correct on that. Um, I, I love, I, I could go on forever about how much I love this whole thing, but I think one of the things that have made me appreciate it, you know, far greater than the rest, uh, is that it's such an adjacent activity. Uh, and what I mean by that is you could, you could come in and be like a lifelong martial artist. You know, you could be an MMA fighter, 30 and 0, with every UFC title imaginable. And you could still come into this, you know, take it to a high level, practice it and enjoy it and not take away from your, from your other training. Ah, I like it, what it you could, mean. It, it, you know, it could elevate you in different ways. Yeah. You could be a serious martial artist. You could come in and never practice martial arts, get into this and go, uh, this is dope. Let me actually, let me do some, you know, like martial arts. Right. Let me go learn karate. Let me go, you know, learn BJJ, right? Like, it's just one of those things that serves itself as a portal. And yeah. It, like, it's, a it gateway drug, so to speak. We, we at SMAF <laughs> do not condone the use of drugs. Uh, <laughs> so yeah no i i totally get that that's cool man and katie that's kind of you too right that's kind of where your filipino martial arts training came in yeah i i came in with no weapon experience and then uh i've heard about fma from my dad because we are filipino on his side of the family and he's like oh yeah you fight with sticks and stuff and you know anything can be used as a weapon (laughs) i'm like okay cool and then once sds was created i met jason and he's been doing it for years and i met matthew and they've been doing it he's also been doing it and so that sds was my quote-unquote gateway drug there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. different yeah. ones same thing with marina yeah, yeah. It, you know it, it's it's the perfect and i mean I'm, I'm sure you guys seen it you know people from different backgrounds things mm-hmm. like that like you were saying folks you know i've had people who've never you know been in a martial arts gym come in and they're like bitten by the bug Mm-hmm. you know there every week right 
me up on Messenger every day, you know, asking, you know, for t- and it's just, it's a beautiful thing because it opens people's eyes in a way that, you know, you probably never think if you didn't know this activity existed. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the first time you walk into a martial arts gym, even as an experienced martial artist walking into a different gym, you're a fish out of water for a bit. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, and it feels intimidating. You could be an easygoing person who doesn't really, quote unquote, get intimidated. But like you're still going to be kind of shy and and observant and maybe want to quit right away because mm-hmm. you're you're uncomfortable. Uncomfortable is the best word, right? You're not going to be comfortable yeah. right away. And the people who learn that that uncomfortable feeling is kind of the way that it goes for your whole martial arts training, if you're doing it right, that's like, those are the people who get comfortable training, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, and those yep. are your people, like you said, Ryan, Roland, those are your people who stick with maybe not even just one martial art, but stick with martial arts, stick with their activities. If you're a musician and you have trained in that thing, maybe you've trained in other instruments as a result of one or another, That it's the same idea. You understand yeah. what we're talking about. And if this is you that we're talking about where you've never set foot in that gym before or whatever, give one of us a buzz, you know, yeah. uh, Life. reach out to us and we'll get you in contact with either Courtney or someone like him, like one of us who can help you out with this because I think every martial arts teacher would agree that we want people to do this. We, you know, yeah. we're freely giving advice on how to whoop ass, yeah. right? <laughs> like so on a daily uh-huh. basis, we're freely yeah. giving advice on how to whoop ass. And yeah. Like how you take that advice is really everything. Uh, so you want to get it from that kind of advice from people who have your best interests at heart, right? They don't want you to come into their gym so that you do get your ass whooped. And then now they have like a small following of meatheads or something. You know what I mean? You want you want people who want to share because what it does breed is actually the violence out of the community. Mm-hmm. you know that is huge yeah yeah um and yo like you, is what brought me here oh what's up man it's <laughs> violence what's is what brought on? maybe that's maybe that's the name of this episode <laughs> violence brought me here we just no, i thought it was gateway drug yeah gateway drug. we uh uh we just got joined to to officially announce here uh by the president of the saber martial arts foundation sifu venable what's going on Seif? Yep. just uh you know, dealing with a sick kid right now, so I apologize for my tardiness. But, you can't apologize uh, when you have a sick I kid. Apologize Don't apologize to you. for anything. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. If anything, we're sorry for you. Yeah. Although <laughs> yeah, you might need a little break right now, so here we're here to provide it. Yeah. So he's, he's, uh, we're he's talking. Been, he's been asleep on my on my chest for the past five oh. hours. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you got a nice drool stain on your shirt. Oh, no, I had to change. Yeah. Yeah. The reason I'm here oh now is because I stood up and I was like, oh, what time is it? Oh, crap. And uh, I had to change. It's all good. You know, we figured that was the case. Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty good. It was, it was a good uh, catalyst. It was, a, it was a fun time. <laughs> so we were, I think Courtney was going to comment too. We, we were just talking about how like um, introducing new people to martial arts is kind of the mission. Like 
because oh, yeah. people don't want like a small following of meatheads. They want a large following of quality human beings who are skilled. Right. right. And uh, we were also saying that when you do train that type of culture and skill level, you're actually breeding the violence out of the community as a, as a whole. Right. Right. Uh, there's a, there's something to be said about being able to do great violence, but not having to. Right. Mm-hmm. right? Or not choosing uh, to. Yeah. The, uh, the saying I think is, uh, it's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Huh? Mm. Right. So it, How about it's that like phrase. A, I like that. Yeah. It, it's, it's a very like, it's yeah. Cool. It, it's like hearing about Mr. Rogers or Bob Ross and their military experience and, mm. you know, and then going, Oh, you know, that makes Those sense. Peaceful guys, because yeah. they saw great violence, you know. Right. <laughs> and, and so, why would they be so peaceful after that? Because they realize it's it, some ish. Yeah, yeah. It, it's so. Uh, you train at first as, as a, you can you can call it uh, as a child. <laughs> as a new student, you're brought in by how cool it is, right? Right, um, right. Two questions most most students have is uh, when they they come into any martial arts school is number one, can I learn here? And number two, can you teach me, you know? So, and unfortunately, or fortunately in some people's cases, it's no. Yeah. Right. Um, You you need a teacher that you want to be like. Um, And it's, it's like, okay, I like X, Y, and Z about this this teacher but you know it just doesn't fit or hey maybe my life circumstances just don't fit this right now but i'll i'll put a pin in it and i'll come back in six months or six years or whatever yeah. it is I, I don't know how many students i've had uh that have come back and say hey i was so and so's little brother and i wasn't able to you know train here before but now i'm 18 and i can pay my own bills and blah 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 like, right oh, great you know uh it was it's one of those uh things that every single person in the world i feel should have at least an inkling to do right uh, yeah a, a discipline it might not be martial arts but it should be some sort of discipline well yeah we brought up it, music lessons not that yeah. long ago uh, yeah a, a sport at a high level but also that artistic thing like martial arts is not just called martial it's called martial arts so there is an artistic right nature to it even on the i don't want to say base level but on the level of like where basic moves and techniques work best like an mma octagon right where the advanced techniques and things you want to know them but they're not necessarily what you're going to be dealing with 95 percent of your of your career or the traditional side where you deal with a lot of kata or self-defense sequences or things but you also free spar and you need that artistic creative avenue. So yeah. to yo, so that's actually perfect because it reminds me of a conversation that I listened to or that I listened in on between two of my friends and uh, the whole uh, people need to understand like harmony. Mm. Uh, like, it, you know, people, you know, get the warm fuzzy feelings when they hear, you know, think, philosophical things like harmony and balance, but it's real. And it's real in the way that, you know, one of my friends, uh, you know, he actually trained with me for a very long time uh, 
like Kung Fu. He's just pure, you know, Chinese martial arts, Kung Fu, Tai Chi, external, internal arts. And then, you know, other guy, uh, you know, straight up MMA, Muay Thai, you know, BJJ guy. Uh, and, you know, it's funny. They both appreciate and respect what the other does. Like exactly. Artists should. Uh, but the beauty in it is that they realize that there needs to be a balance between the two. So story of uh, the guy, BJJ guy was telling uh, was when he was a relatively new student at this specific school, he tapped out like a, uh, like a blue belt or uh, to someone of a higher rank than him. Uh, you know, that's a no, no. Uh, and the guy got pissed and he told him like, you know, wait till we leave. We get in the parking lot. I'm gonna mess you up. <laughs> right. It's just like, uh, this is, this is what we're doing, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, but then on the, on the flip side, you know, my buddy who does the traditional arts, uh, you know, they were out partying one night and, you know, things were happening, problems were happening uh, and he had to break up a fight. And uh, what he ended up doing was shoving a guy. He just shoved him. But the dude flew like 20 feet away. Right, like, right. How in the world? He's like, bro, like, you know, this is what I do. And then they just understand, like, you know, okay, this isn't just, you know, moving slow and, and painting fences. You know, this is Tai Chi. This is legit stuff. He shoved me across the room. Because you know, he understands way. energy and power and how to use his body mechanics and, and exactly. where his balance fits into the universe, right? Exactly. And then the other guys, like on the, on this side, he recognizes that honor and respect in these sorts of you know yeah. dojos and things. We need to merge this in a way that's yes. harmonious because there's beauty in both of them. You know, yeah, even when, a guy like Joe Rogan or or someone like that who's highly involved in like the the sport martial arts, the MMA, the the like gladiator combat of of today, they can like have have been on record saying things like that that level of artistic nature, that level of respect and discipline is what's missing. It's not that guys and gals can't kick each other in the head or can't submit each other with an arm bar or this or that. It's that they're missing that bowing into the octagon like George St. Pierre used to do. Or, yeah. you know, bowing to their opponent at the end like someone like Anderson Silva might do after taunting them and kicking them and still bowing to them at the end and, and making sure they get off the mat with all their, the, the, uh, the change of, I mean, even the words martial art, right? Like if you look at it and Courtney, you know, this wushu means martial art, right? Mm -hmm. But the, in China, it would be more art than combat. Right. So it's, it's more about the art. Can I be better than I, I was the day before? Right. You know, can I, can I do this, this technique or this, uh, you know, jumping, spinning, triple kick, landing of the splits, you know, better than I did before. Yeah. And can pull that off beautifully. It's more of the art. Um, now, will you see that in, you know, the octagon? Probably not. I mean, kudos if somebody actually pulls that off and gets the win. Right. But more often than not, you know, you're 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 going to be broken down to your basics, and you know, block, punch, kick, sort of deal. But when you look at martial arts as a whole, a lot of the younger martial artists uh, are inspired, right, by you know, winning. They're inspired by being able to break things. Yeah, the tiger, um, right. Yeah. Impressed but th by their own a, might. 
yeah, it's okay because that's the energy that you have at that point exactly. of your life. And at that point of your life, it's easier to burn a house down than to build it. Mm-hmm. So on the flip side, then you have, you know, people that are, you know, have are closer to retirement, you know, and they, their, their bodies are not at that point where they feel like they can run into a, a wall you know, full speed and then just get up and shrug it off. Right. right they wouldn't right. be able to do that anymore. So now that's the, that's the, the flip side of the coin. Now you're doing it for your health. You're doing it for, for the art, being able to keep moving and sometimes heal yourself. Exactly. Right. Uh, and, and for longevity. So the mixture of those two, right. Is, is really like you're, you're saying it's the martial and the art, but yeah, the martial art should have both. You should be able to do what's called moving meditation where, uh, and you guys know, you call it flow, I think. Right. It, yeah. It's, it's just yeah. to that point where you're in the zone, nothing else matters. You're in this one move. You're in, you're, you're, you're there. Nothing else matters. No mind. Right. That's yeah, what some no people mind, call it. Then right? there's so many words for it. Right? right. So that's kind of the, that's really the secret, right. Of martial arts is that it can actually bring your mind and body in one place. Because so many times our mind and bodies are in different places. Oh yeah, all the you time. Know, we're, we're we're on the treadmill, but we're watching Oprah or whatever. Right, right, right. Or you know, we're we're trying to deal with X, Y, and Z at the at our job, but the problem's really in you know in New York, but we're sitting in California. Whatever. It, it, it's kind of one of those things where where you have to realize that that same discipline, right, that we talked about, whether it be music, dance, whatever skill set it might be that's all there to create that little moment of zen right and that little moment of uh satori right right, that everyone strives for and if you're lucky you'll get three in your life and get three moments where everything is completely clear in your life um if you practice martial arts or you practice music or you practice disciplines that number becomes exponential yeah Uh, mainly because you have a way to disconnect or uh, get to the point where you're you're doing it with no mind or being able to uh, just remember to breathe sometimes, you know, and you'll actually roll with the punches a little bit more. Yeah. It's, it's one of those uh, things like, yeah, I mean, I'm full of wacky sayings, but does a fish know what the ocean is? Right. You know, <laughs> it, you're surrounded by it. It's just swimming. You know, there, but you, 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 you you don't know. So if we're really looking at martial arts, you know, yes, it starts off as I'm going to break bones and I'm going I'm to take this guy out. I'm going to knock him out. I'll have that satisfaction. But at a certain point, that's not going to do much. You, you've burned the house down. You haven't built it up. Hey, y'all, this is your main man, Foe. Just want to say thank you so much for listening to the Saber Martial Arts Foundation podcast. I really hope you're enjoying today's show. I also just want to take a quick second to thank our sponsor and the official Sabersmith of SMAF, Key Sabers. If you're not familiar with Key Sabers, well, now's the time to get familiar. They offer two flagship combat-grade sabers, the Persuader and the Slayer. The Persuader is a community favorite. It's been around for a while, sits at about 11 inches in hilt length. The blade retention is about three and a half to four inches, which is just ridiculous and super balanced. And the newest saber model would be the Slayer. Slayer is about 13 inches standard, 
but you can buy an extender for that to get it out to 16 inches if that's your thing. And really the main feature of every key saber is their all-in-one chassis system. The owner Kyle designed this chassis to fit the LED, the rechargeable battery, the switch, and if you buy one, the sound card into this really sleek 3D printed design, just a couple inches long, fits real snug into the bottom of your hilt and it won't be rattling around and breaking stuff inside your hilt while you're fighting which of course as a saber martial artist or just somebody who takes their saber fighting kind of seriously you're really going to appreciate that and with the switch on the bottom there's no greeblies on the outside of the hilt to like mess with your grip or cut into your palm or anything like that the best news is SMAF individual affiliates can talk to a board member or members of affiliate schools can talk to your head instructor and earn special pricing off the entire Keysabers lineup. Okay, enough babbling. Go to Keysabers.com, K-I-S-A-B-E-R-S.com and add a real martial arts tool to your toolkit now. You know, right. my, uh, my, like my oldest sensei, if you will, uh, I don't call him that, but that's what he is. Um, he, uh, talks a lot about, you know, he's owned a school for over 50 years now. So for him, you know, he's just, he's seen and done a lot of things in the martial arts and known a lot of people good and bad and in between. And he says like, when you're, when you're new, a punch is just a punch and a kick is just a kick and you know karate is taekwondo is kung fu is jujitsu yeah. right and, and then only, only so many ways to bend your elbow right and then you know you train for a while a few months a year a couple years at that point then a punch is no longer just a punch now you know 20 different versions of a hand strike that are shaped similarly and now you know six or seven different ways to throw the same sidekick or whatever and you know a couple of different takedowns so things expand you might try other martial arts and you might stick with one versus another and and whatever he says but then Maybe you were in a black belt. Maybe you win some tournaments. Maybe you earn some money fighting, whatever. Maybe you've defended your life on an occasion or two. And he goes, then a punch is just a punch again, and a kick is just a kick again, and karate is taekwondo, is kung fu, is jujitsu again. Right. You know. And he goes, that's the that's the reason you stick with it for fifty plus years is because you have to ride the whole roller coaster. You can't just like get on and then decide at the top that you don't want to do this anymore and expect yourself to enjoy that roller coaster ride. You know, like you have to, you have to really be in it for every piece of the track. And that made a lot of sense to me. And that's kind of why I stuck with him in that system for so long as well. Yeah. I mean, when we're, when we're looking at this, I mean, we, everybody here uh, was inspired right when they first started they got inspired they 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 got in they tasted it and they liked the flavor and they kept on going they kept on coming back right but when we're talking about new students new students uh more often than not uh come or actually not even students but people in general they do something out of desperation or inspiration 
you know, whatever mm. new thing it might be, it'll be for desperation or inspiration. So maybe you were attacked. Maybe there was something about that attack that made you not feel comfortable. And now you want to learn how to be comfortable if right, something like right, that. Right, right, right. You know, I'm not, and there's extreme cases as well, but more often than not, we're inspired. Um, like, I want to say, hopefully that my numbers are right, but 70% of the people that walk into a martial arts school were inspired to be there uh, positively, not negatively. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, you know, for the people that want to do martial arts, I mean, holding a lightsaber in your hand is more inspirational. Exactly. You can turn that despair into inspiration as well. Like, let's say, um, just to use an example from my own teaching background, um, Mm -hmm. let's say a student comes in and says, you know, I work at a jail and I saw a fight break out and it scared the living, you know what, out of me. And now I feel like I need to learn something, Mm -hmm. anything. Help me, please. Right. right? Yeah. So now yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter what style of martial arts you do, even if it is lightsaber combat, right? They're not going to have a lightsaber with them when they're at work at the jail that day. But they might say, okay, Courtney taught me this in Shicho the other day. And now there's a fight in front of them and they have their baton or their nightstick or their flashlight or whatever the case may be. And they can help themselves the way that they sought your help for in the first place. Right. And it doesn't matter if it's a lightsaber or your feet or, or grappling or what you're going to learn something to improve. Like you said, just improving every single time, 1% better than the last time you got 1% better and a hundred days of that. And, and how many percentage of points are you going to rack up? Right. Right. Well, it, it's like Courtney, you can probably talk in into this as well. In, in students that come into a dojo, uh, like more often than not, if there's an injury that they come in for, it's something really mundane, right? <laughs> it, it's not like, yeah, dude, barbarians raided our village, and uh, you know, I, <laughs> I, 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 I took an arrow to the knee, so I want to learn a little bit of, of wushu, so I, that doesn't happen. Again. <laughs> <It> doesn't. <clears throat> maybe, maybe it has, but in this day and age, more often than not, it doesn't. But <laughs> more people will say hey you know what i'm i'm trying to rehab you know uh i hurt my hand in a car accident so uh i wanted to do something fun so i want to learn how to box or i want to learn how to do this or hey you know what i got uh i have this thing in my back and they said martial arts would help uh, you know uh me learn how to do this because of the stance work or, or whatever it is so when we're when we're looking at inspiration desperation you know why do people show up why do people keep coming back that's really where uh, i've noticed is no you you whatever that excuse is can you learn here and can i teach you um that's really the the questions that you gotta ask right now it might be some something as cool as you know hey i saw this you know i saw this jackie chan movie and i just fell in love with it and i want to learn how to do it i mean i think i know how to do it but it's just me hanging out looking at myself in the mirror you know <laughs> you know I'd when like it to comes to when it comes to that person it's like do do you want to learn the other stuff too like yeah. uh courtney how many people do you you don't have to have a number obviously but like do you see a lot of people who come from like the saber spinning or flourishing i guess is the the colloquial term for it now 
do you have anybody who comes from like a flourishing background or who gets in contact with you and says like, oh, you know, I'm dope at lightsaber and, and they show you a bunch of videos of flourishing, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, so actually I have not had many, believe it or not. I'll tell you this though. Um, after uh, the Mandalorian, uh, mm-hmm. after it ended, you know, the whole Luke Skywalker thing, I got blown out of the water. Mm-hmm. Like, so many people hit me up. Really? That. And it was, it, it was, it's still going on too. Like I've noticed a spike Holy in interest. Crap. That's you know, so it's just, it's just interesting how that stuff works. That's a what similar that thing though. I, let me, let me not, <laughs> let me not make anybody feel like I'm, I'm calling them Please out don't. or anything, but here's the thing. If that's the way that you see the seven forms of lightsaber, what's the word combat? Okay. Mm-hmm. Then maybe you need to just expand a little bit. And sure. what I mean by that is learn some of the things like flourishing is in traditional martial arts, many different yeah, yeah. spellings of the word flourish even. Right. And yeah that's that's a thing it's also called kata it's also called velocities it's also yes. called you know uh baton twirling in some you know instances the point is it's just like we've been saying in circles here it's still good for your training to do either one but maybe try both and i feel like you'll never get a combat person somebody who's really training the martial art you'll never get them to stop flourishing but it's hard to get somebody who's always flourishing to get to train in the traditional martial art. And I think a lot of the time it comes down to insecurity. They're really good at this spinning thing. It looks really good. But uh, I actually don't know if I would get hit a bunch if I went into a ma- sparring match. <laughs> but it's like it's okay to like be a beginner at stuff. And it it's okay to be good at one aspect of something but still have work to do. I'm not the world's greatest flourisher. You know, like I'd love to be better. I'd love in the middle of a fight, I, I swear, one time I'm going to throw a saber behind my back and catch it in front and hit something somebody without Love getting me. tagged but it, tomorrow is not going to happen pick up sticks and just <laughs> and i'm just walking down the street you know flourishing so no like you're right it doesn't stop no matter what level you're at exactly you gotta flourish exactly. even if you're in office or or whatever we wouldn't have spent all this time mm-hmm. working on the seven forms and trying to get in contact <laughs> with each other and starting this stupid podcast if, if we hadn't gone down the toy aisle at Woolworths or whatever <laughs> your neighbor neighborhood toy store was and yep. started picking lightsabers up off the shelf and before lightsabers just plain old stick like objects you know and and yeah, flourishing sweet. so much that my parents would have to pay the cashier for things that we broke you know like <laughs> yeah. hashtag we are all broom boy that's the thing right it, isn't that the thing <laughs> we're all broom boy I don't care what you think about the movies or, you know, um, maybe that's the lightsaber is the best martial art to get started in. If that's the case, yeah. you know, find yeah, a good teacher that. who makes you feel like you can learn from them. Like Alan's saying and, and yeah. start to learn from them because you'll, you'll learn things for self-defense, fun uh-huh. and fitness, no matter what. Right. Well, it, it's, it's an interesting thing to see the different walks of life that people that I've met through lightsabers come from, Yeah, you know, yeah. guys that are, you know, uh, in charge of companies, you know, and in charge of, you know, 
multi-million dollar companies like coming up and say hey can you teach my kid how to do this or hey you know what i really want to do it but my son wants my son's here so he'd like to uh he'd like to learn from you and uh, can i be in the class too you know it's like it's one of those things the lightsaber is one of the great equalizers for Mm -hmm. anybody to come in because of that inspiration and it, it, like I said, like I was saying before, it not, I have never heard of anybody being like, you have to teach me lightsaber. My life, my life is in, in danger. You know, it'd be cool. I'm ready for it. But if, 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 if somebody, uh, if somebody is coming at you and want, want to, wants to learn, generally speaking, especially with lightsaber, it's going to be from inspiration. Right. Right. Um, whether it comes from the world of saber spinning or flourishing and stuff like that, you can do that. It's, it is like you said, uh, it's going to be uh, in every traditional martial art. There's always some sort of salute. There's always some sort of flourish that says, this is the school I'm from. Right, right, right. right. And then uh, there's there's that whole traditional aspect of it too, right? Yep. So Discipline, like we keep on, saying, right? It, yeah, it's just adding it, a discipline level to everything. It, it's, it's the kata that we talk about. But all kata or forms are, are are ways to keep all your techniques in line and right. a way to do it without having to go, number one, okay, uh, this is the boar's tusk. It does this, yeah. you know, number two, which, you know, from for some things, maybe that's as far as they got in the book. They didn't just, they didn't put a kata together, whatever. That's cool. But I found most martial arts that have katas are the not easier to learn but they stick around the longest well yeah yeah, i mean you're you're setting yourself up to practice things perfectly or as perfectly as possible Mm -hmm. so maybe this is a natural uh route into a question for courtney what is one of the challenges that you um not with necessarily a new student but with maintaining a student body what is one of the challenges in, in what you're teaching, whether it be part of the curriculum or, or how you present certain information or whatever? What's one of the challenges that it, to keeping students around for you? Challenges for keeping students around. Uh, so uh, in my experience, being completely honest, uh, it's based on demographic. So for you know, like my adult crowd, it's really not that difficult at all. Um, Cause adults already had the idea to do the hobby in their head. Exactly. And you know, they know what they're there for, right? Uh, they know they're going to be breathing hard. They know, you know, they're going to be a little more purple. It's a little bit easier for them to be all in. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to, uh, to, you know, youth students, which I know you both understand. Uh, for them, it's different because kids, not all of them, but a lot of them don't have the greatest attention span. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I feel and, you. What a nice way to say you. that. And they, and they don't like, not all, but most of them don't want to work hard. Uh, and you. Being uncomfortable and hard work is like, it's a staple of martial arts. Like you have to be uncomfortable and you yeah. have to be like 
convenience in order to get better. So, you know, it, it, in that re regard, it's hard for kids, but for them, you know, it's, it's more fun, right? right. It's more dynamic. Right. Uh, you know, every session. They don't playing, take themselves uh, as seriously as ad adult students, man. They sometimes, I teach a lot yeah. of adults and, and older teenagers and, mm -hmm. um, like I rely on those those young teenagers more than anything to keep those older heads in line in terms of like you can't take yourself so seriously all the time. You're yeah. not yeah. going to be the best tomorrow, yeah. probably ever, right? Like there's always going to be something you can learn. And like, okay, at least the three of us um, and Katie, like, you know, six years is not a short amount of time. We all have years of martial arts training, but training in other disciplines too. And I guess the point is when the reward isn't tangible, you can't actually see your improvement in front of you standing there shaking your hand. You you tend to lose sight of it as a kid, especially because, um, like, who, who cares if I'm improving? I don't even know what that word means, right? I just know that... Mr. or Mrs. So-and-so said my front kick needs to be higher. And he, every time I come to class, he keeps saying kick higher. Like, ah, <laughs> right. But they have more uh, fun, like you said, which for the adults, all they care about is, oh, well, how he said I need to kick higher. Now I'm going to stress out about this for the next 10 years and my right. kick will never be high enough. And oh, just just have fun. Right. Just well, remember, you're kicking. Have fun. On, on that note, you could always, uh, you know, what I what I always did with new students was I explained to the parents that there are no refunds. You know, if you, I'm not selling you a TV. Right. 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 You can't just give back the TV. Exactly. Back the money. I'm teaching your son or daughter how to be a respectful human being through physical uh, movement and uh, a lot of times non-movement. Right. You know, uh, being able to practice looking somebody in the eye when they speak to them, being able to practice saying sir or ma'am when they speak to them, showing respect and then gaining respect in return yeah. because yeah. they keep coming back. Preach. That's what I'm teaching your kid. <laughs> you know, I don't care if they can punch through a wall. I mean, it's cool. If they it do, is cool. But, <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool, but you know, if, if they don't kick as high as the next kid, whatever, maybe that kid has, has more flexible things, but I can assure you they will learn how to try. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. I can, I can do my best to teach your kid to try, but I do need your help. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, do I don't need, need you to help. be perfect. I need you to give me perfect effort. Yeah. I, and that's what I tell, I tell my, the parents though, is like, listen, your kid's going to want to quit. It's just the nature. It happens, of being everyone. A being, I have adults that want to quit. Right. the 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 thing about that is, we're going to have a conversation when that happens, because it will eventually happen, and maybe that's the best thing for that kid. Mm -hmm. But if we, if you come here and you tell me you want your kid to learn discipline, if you want your kid to learn not to uh, uh, to stick to something, yeah, then why would I make it easy for you? too quick to not exactly why would i make it easy for you to do yeah. that so i mean it's it's sometimes uncomfortable because people nowadays do have that don't try don't fail uh, mentality mm -hmm. and i think though that's what they want 
out of it. Everybody sees like the Karate Kid or the, you know, or or any of the the multitudes of martial arts movies out there where this kid that just down on his luck ends up, you know, being able to find his inner self yeah. and be better than the person that made his life better. Bullied, right? weak, sickly, whatever yeah. the case may be. And unfortunately, like, yeah, and unfortunately that that's a different story yeah. these days. Yeah. Right. We can't just beat up our bullies physically and yeah. you know, kick them off the mountain. No, we actually have to live in a, a civil society where, uh, you know, you still have to say hello to people, right. shake people's mm-hmm. hands and be that. And if you know what it's like to have gotten whacked in the face or whacked in the gut or your knee bent in the wrong direction or something like that, then you start to treat everybody as if. Maybe they know something about about how to do that type of stuff to you, and maybe you should treat people with respect because they might be able to do those types of things to you one day if you if you don't treat them like a decent human being or if you start throwing hate and shade at people you know it's yeah i mean i think I think michael uh michael Mike Tyson uh said it best like people you can uh, call him Michael. Alan, you yeah. can call him Michael. I'm sure I, he uh, wouldn't mind. I, I read a quote, and I don't know if it, he really said it, but it sounded like something you say. He, he said, people uh, nowadays have learned disrespect because people aren't willing to punch them in the face. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. There's been so many times that I've, sat, I've had this conversation either with Eric or I've had it with Jason, and I'm, you just sit here and just like, you know what? This person's acting like this because they've never been in a fight. They've never been in a fight. They've never never had anybody yell or curse them out or. Yeah, they never had like. Push them up against the locker, throw a nine volt battery at their head as they walk into the pep rally. Sorry. (laughs) Nothing from my past. That sounds like a. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. But no, that's something that that I've personally noticed because like I've seen some kids, you know, they talk back to their parents and I'm sitting here like, oh. I did that. I'd yeah. be six feet under. Right. But it's also it's well, it, something that it, it's it's a thing about that, right? Martial arts will make you, you know, it's just like like a fish in water, right? It's it's mm-hmm. it'll make you realize you don't know anything, mm-hmm. right? And that's that's the best place to be is realizing it. If now, you've stuck with you us this know, long, and you're going, why do these? nerds keep talking about martial arts as they're yeah. holding on to lightsabers stay tuned uh uh-huh. right. no and right. <laughs> in all seriousness like for for a lot of people that come into this as a hobby or as a thing where they're like i just i just really like star wars and i was driving by and and saw that there were other star wars fans out here in the park uh those those people you want them to keep coming back to that park and, and, and playing lightsabers with you and things like that. So, um, well, it's, it's inspiration again. Yeah. You, you have to keep that, that, I guess. Something something made you stop and right. Exactly. A bunch of strangers swinging light sticks. Yeah. (laughs) And whether you're a beginner, intermediate or advanced student or a head instructor or a school head or whatever the case may be, you have to always try and get some of that inspiration back. And if your inspiration was despair, like you were in an altercation or something like that, and 
now find other inspiration, more positive inspiration in the training that you've you've given yourself as a gift because to walk into a martial arts studio or to walk into a music studio or um, you know, a sports facility where you, you're going to start playing volleyball or hockey or whatever the case may be for that first time, you're giving yourself a gift potentially, you know? Yeah. So yeah. what are you going to do with that? Like, do you want to be the person who like wishes you had a receipt for your own gift, you know, or do you want to be the person who goes, I'm, I, I'm paying for this with my time, my effort, my, you know, inspiration. I'm giving a part of my like soul that inspired me to this instructor and this student body to share with me, you know? Um, and it's a personal thing. It's a solo sport or activity a lot of the time, but even in a team sport, there's that solo aspect. No, I in in the team, but I have a part in the team, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, and and that's, that's part of like in my conversations with, with Courtney, when we, when we've done some of these before we talked about that, right. We talked about, okay, well, how do you inspire somebody? How do you get them to come back? How do you do that? And really 95% of your job is done because there's a lightsaber in your hand. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, and if you're breeding that community of, like I said, when I, when I met Courtney's guys in person, like everybody came up to me. I didn't even get to say hi to Courtney and I, I was standing feet from him. I didn't even get to say hi to him first because everybody else was coming up to shake hands and say, hello, how are you? What's going on? How, how can we, you know, who are you and, and how cool do you want to feel tonight? So, yeah. um, you know, when you have that's, that type of, that's, that's in the pamphlet. That's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> When you have that type of how cool do you want to feel tonight? When you have that type of student body or 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 fellowship, as it were, where everybody feels like they're a fellow student to each other, even the teacher feels like they're a fellow student learning stuff with their students, then that's how you keep people around. Like you said, ninety five percent of your job is done for you in that case. You know. Well, it 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 breeds that um, toxicity out. Mm-hmm. You know that part of the boy. That's a word that we can throw different. into a Star Wars conversation, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, but unfortunately, there's more <laughs> than you can deal with with, with, with that because sometimes it is. It, it brings. It, sometimes it's competition brings that out of people, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the uh, most often than not, I want to say eighty to ninety percent of people just want to do it because it's lightsabers, mm-hmm. right? And just because of that. But, you know, sometimes there are people that, you know, they are the fly in the suit. They yeah. are they are the guys that, that kind of want to do that. And what I've noticed is that they kind of work themselves out. Mm-hmm. Because the people that are there to improve, the people that are there to have fun and keep their inspiration up, they're not listening to that person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I, was, I was saying earlier, you know, when people come in, yeah, they see it's a lightsaber. And I was saying that elicits multiple reactions, uh-huh. uh, you know, from people either like being like, are you serious? To people being like, whoa. And then when I actually explain, you know, how we teach it and, you know, how we do it, that, you know, each of these styles is its own system and take you a certain amount of time to learn each one. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So you're telling me this is like a whole legit system yeah. with ranks and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah. And then people, that takes it to a whole nother level. You know, of excitement. Yeah. And I, I will never forget 
uh, it was first class I taught. I actually have another uh, satellite location about 30 minutes outside of Charlottesville in a town called Waynesboro. Nice. Uh, and I remember uh, teaching over there and had a uh, very uh, kind of smart mouth like kid, kind of preteeny kid. Oh boy! And, and his mom, and his mom, I think made him come. Um, <laughs> and, and this kind of circles back to what we were talking about before. I wish wanted... my mom just really quickly. <laughs> I wish my mom would have said, "Now you have to go to lightsaber class tonight." So, and, I, and I'll tell you why. Because if, if it's, you know what you were discussing earlier about this kid didn't fit into any group. Right. Like right. He plays like no sports. Like completely like anti-social. Probably never committed to anything but Fortnite. Actually, it was Fortnite. Funny, funny. <laughs> well, wow, I can't. Like Fortnite addicted, right? Oh my god! Came, he's like, you know, this is a joke. Blah blah blah. No joke. End of the class. He comes up to me. Oh, I understand now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, this is legit. Like, I'm, I'm tired. I'm like, I know. I know it is. Yeah. And he, oh, she was, he was cool after that. You know, you know everybody um, has those things where they go in real brash and sort of like Han Solo about the situation. Right. But it's okay to like do that because eventually you'll turn into the chewy and you'll, you'll see things clearly with, <laughs> with the mind and perception of a 250 year old forest monkey. So, <laughs> you know, you just like, you'll, you'll learn like, it, those types of people are almost better because they already have like nothing to lose, right? You're already exactly. committed to nothing in life. Why not come in and dope. see if you already like yeah. Fortnite? Like this is the same thing, except you're doing it with your body and not your thumbs. Yeah, yeah. physically. Yeah, it, it's it's unfortunate that uh, you know that's kind of the 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 Twitch generation, right? Right. right. It, is a thing, but I found that just like everything, moderation, right? So mm-hmm. you can do, you can enjoy Fortnite and still do lightsabers. You just oh, yeah. have to realize that there's more to life than Fortnite. Yeah, there's yeah. a pizza, and not all eight slices have to be Fortnite. Right, and so <laughs> it, it's it's a fun thing to 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 do, especially with that age group, um, mm-hmm. because they want to do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. they think that if they want to do it, it's not as cool, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, so yeah. Especially you, something you nerdy to... like that. Like it's way more accepted now to be a nerd boy or a nerd girl or whatever, and yeah, and right. and love comic books and and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Thanks to the Marvel movies, really. But yeah. you know, still, it's not like widely accepted. It's not a high percentage of the average community out there that. Yeah is Star Wars fans or right. martial artists. You show up, and that's kind of the thing that most people really want. They want to be part of something. Right, right? yes. A community. They, they yeah. want to uh, have somebody to have a banner behind them. Mm-hmm. And that's that's one of the, the things that uh, SMAF, we, we want the Saber Martial Arts Foundation to do, is like, hey, guys, we're behind you. How can we get you a better event than what you thought yeah. you could do? How, how is it that we can help? Can we, can we help you live stream it or, or make business cards, banners, posters, something commentary like that? after the fact, the, whatever the case can, is, can we point you in the right direction? Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's, I, I found events are really what make people want to come back. And come exactly. Back and come oh back. my gosh. Yes. You know? it, because every time, every time, uh, 
I heard that there was a tournament somewhere. I'm like, oh man, I really wish I could go. Okay, what can I do in my life to make <laughs> to make it there? You oh know my what gosh, I mean? yeah. So, but that, that's that's a thing that we're missing right now because you know mm-hmm. nobody wants anybody to get sick. right. Yeah, a lot of stuff got thrown <laughs> under the table last March. I mean. Courtney was yeah. going to have a tournament. We were getting ready to do all kinds of dope stuff for Courtney, Courtney's oh, yeah. tournament. That never happened. Um, oh, yeah. Look, Courtney had a tournament. Alan had a tournament. Yep. So it was going to be Courtney's in March. And I was going to have a, April, a barbecue get-together in May. Yeah. yeah, May 4th SDS. And then, like, everybody had a tournament. As soon as, like, January was done, yeah. it was like, rubber nope. meets the road, let's go. And then yeah. all of a sudden, it's just like, yeah, no. Yeah. Well, you know, well, Katie, but that's that's part of what we're talking about, though, right? Is mm-hmm. is let's keep them inspired. Yeah, exactly. Oh, of course. Yeah, like, especially in aspect. these weird times. <laughs> yeah. Katie, you've probably been to more lightsaber-oriented competitions than any of us in this. That's a lie. Episode. Uh, Alan, Alan probably has. I met Alan at a pink or Cotno tournament. And we didn't really become friends until like a year or so later. <laughs> it's probably a toss up between the two of you. But Katie, you guys used to do a lot of different just like with other organizations too, just kind of going and supporting fighters and maybe not fighting in all of them, but just kind of going to check out the scene. And like you said, that's how kind of how you met Alan in the first place, um, which is consequently how I ended up reaching out to Alan as well. So yeah. – <laughs> uh, We've all been to martial arts tournaments, lightsaber tournaments, uh, you know, track meet, whatever, whatever, soccer, you know, championship, whatever the case is. And how those events are run, somebody said kind of this, is that's how many people are going to come back. Yeah. No, it's it's a huge thing. Um, A great example, I think with – Going to the combats or tournaments that I've been to or meet and greets, we're going to go with, uh, it's the atmosphere, definitely. Yeah. Um, we went back for a great example. We were reached out for penguins before they were penguins. They're known Knights of the New Order. And they reached out to us like, hey, we're having a tournament in Palm Springs. And we're like, dope, let's go. And so we went and then, uh, you know, we enjoyed the atmosphere and hanging out with them. And then they're like, hey, we're going to have one in the next couple of months. Okay, yeah, let's go. Yeah, there's there's things that we critiqued because the head instructors, like Nick came to um, Eric and he's like, hey, what do you guys think? This, that, and the other. And Eric's like, hey, look, man, there's some things that I'm like, I think there's a little dangerous, you know, and Nick's like, oh my gosh, I didn't even think of that way. And it wasn't like we were bashing him. It was a friendly conversation. And literally right after that, we went and had food. It's, I think the most important thing that brings people to tournaments is the atmosphere and breaking of bread. It, I've noticed mm. ever since then is always constantly, if it's either that night or the day after, we always have a get together eating and chilling. Yeah. And like a great one is like, I think the IGC tournament was a great one. Yeah. We all went over to Steve's house and we all critiqued the, the fighting chit chatted about it. Yeah. Oh, Hey, I really liked your move. And then we were fighting on the deck. And right. I think it's mostly the, the atmosphere in the friendliness because we've been to other tournaments. I won't name names. Um, that even yeah. at the, huh? 
Did you say Nick? Yeah, Nick. <laughs> we went to other tournaments and you could, there's, there was very few people who went up to you and yeah. talked. Um, and it, it was very awkward. You know, you try to be nice. And obviously when there's, a, a, Eric taught me and the students, if there's a head teacher there, the whole point is a head teacher to meet the other head teacher and yeah. like introduce themselves. And that was, I, I noticed that was a huge thing when we first met Alan, he went up to Eric, he, he found out like, oh, who's your head teacher? And he went up to Eric and they talked a bit. Right. And it's, that wasn't a thing at other tournaments. And so for us, it's like, mm, you know, we, we probably won't come back because there's not that civilness. Right. If, because of it, it's not like they weren't bad people. It's just, it just didn't feel comfortable. Yeah. Makes and I sense. think yeah. it's mostly the energy there. Yeah. And that's a huge I, uh, thing. Uh, on that, it's, um, it's like a meeting of the clans, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, the, you want, you want your teachers to meet the other teachers because mm -hmm. then you can probably see these people again and you'll fight them again and you'll get better. But it's uh, the best tournament experiences I've ever had are just like what Katie says. It's like Valhalla. We fight. Yes, we yes. Glorious fight. battle and camaraderie. Yeah. And... And, and that's really what creates good events for, for, for in, yeah. in my aspect. Because if I'm just some schmo and nobody talks to me and there's a hundred pe people around that are into this nerd stick, why isn't anybody talking to me? <laughs> Right. You know? Well, why don't I go and talk to them? Why don't I? Why don't I just start to do that? Now, to be fair, a lot of people are more introverted. They 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 aren't as um, gregarious as some as some of us. But that's why you have a head teacher, right? So that person can mm -hmm. be your ambassador and be like, oh hey, this is one of my students. You know, uh, it'd be uh, really cool if you did this. But it's it's that again, it's that level of respect, yeah. right? That that. Mm -hmm. um, looking somebody in the eye and saying, hello, sir, you know, this is me. This is our student. I mean, check out our shirts. This is our logo. You know, that's <laughs> that sort of, yeah. sort of deal. That reminds me, I think the, I think it was the first cotton tournament, or either it was a cotton, the first one or the second one, we got our shirts and we had our flag. I think it was the first one. So we all get out like SDS with our uniform, uniform yeah. our shirts on and we go out there <laughs> And everybody's like, you guys have shirts? And they're like, oh, yeah, we got a flag, too. And Dre pulls out the flag. And they're like, you got a flag? And we're like, yeah. We also got jackets, but it's like 100 and something right now. <laughs> so it it was – and we still gave Nick so much crap about it because he just – we're like, so you're going to get tie-dye because you live in Palm Desert, right? <laughs> Never did. So mad about it. <laughs> but it, it's, it's part of the fun yeah. and mm. part of the camaraderie, right? Uh, of being able to do that because now you know who that key person is in that mm -hmm. school right if i was a student at in penguins but i i was let's say moving to san diego then i i should know who mm -hmm. to go go over there and talk to yeah saber martial arts that life will help you figure it out if you don't know yeah if i was moving to virginia <laughs> i'd be like you know i heard about this courtney monroe guy i don't know how far away i am but i'm gonna go find saber light nights you know mm -hmm. it, it's it's that kind of thing that we want to do uh to kind of highlight and lift up right we want to uplift the saber community by making you guys talk to each other that in and of itself is progress worth noting you know um and 
I, I don't care. I'll still come to your Sabre school if you're not a SMAP affiliate. I'll still hang out with you and spar with you if you want. You know, let's make sure that we're safe and, and having a good time and I'll have beers with you afterwards. But, like, Courtney, what would you say to somebody who maybe they, oh, they, they're the head instructor of a program or maybe they are thinking about putting a Sabre program in their traditional martial arts school or their MMA gym or their yoga class, but they have some martial arts background. They're thinking about what would you say to them about maybe, maybe we'll make it a SMAF plug, but let's just say, what would you say to them about getting involved in the community? How would you maybe get them to take that leap? Uh, so I've had experience with this before. Um, there was a uh, karate dojo uh, about 45-ish minutes away from me. That's close for Sabre School type proximity, you know? There's... Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> um, and uh, the the owner's son actually uh, was, was, you know, training with me, you know, doing Sabres, and he absolutely loved it. Uh, and his, I guess his father, like, I guess saw the value in it, or he wanted something similar, I guess, to bring over to his school for whatever reason. Uh, so he, he reached out, he's like, Hey, you know, I would love to, uh, do something like this. You know, what, what's a way to do it, you know, without, you know, stepping on your toes as well, you know, you're being cool, respectful dude. I'm like, well, first of all, thank you for saying that. Oh, but you know, you don't have to like worry about stepping on my toes. It's cool. Yeah. There's eight Um, Taekwondo schools in the same mall. You'll be okay. Exactly. (laughs) So, so essentially, you know, let them know like, Hey, you know, I'd love to, I'll definitely teach you, you know, I could teach you my whole, you know, I'll teach you sheet show. I'll teach you the whole thing. I'll, I'll teach you form one, you know, and then, you know, we can establish you doing that. And then you can, uh, you know, just do your own thing and run your own thing that way. Yeah. You know, I can help kind of get you going. You know, maybe you could be like another branch or another, you know, area. And he's like, I absolutely love that. Uh, let's do that. And then, uh, you know, a certain thing came over here and destroyed everybody's lives. So, you know, that <laughs> unfortunately never materialized. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I guess I would say, um, I would do what I could to equip them with the tools that they need to be successful mm-hmm. um, without much concern about what I'm doing. Because my whole thing behind Saber Light Nights, you know, I love the way, you know, Katie put it earlier, you know, in regards to like community versus like an empire. Like my whole idea was to just build a community for this mm-hmm. I was never in it to like make money or make a profit or anything like that um not saying that's you know not fine it is what it is but you know I just want to build a community and just have this thing be a thing here in my area uh so yeah I'd have no problem you know helping equip them with the tools you know whatever that is whether it's me training them or you know now of course getting them connected here with the hive mind uh, you know, and uh, making that work, man. So, I um, yeah, that's that's another thing that I mean, if you gotten this far in, in the podcast, uh, we can help you with curriculum. You know, if you don't know where to go right. with it, with right. enough martial arts experience here, 
to just help you out. I was just going to say something like that. You know, people all the time, like guilty, by the way, want a shortcut. Yeah. No, we're not telling you you don't have to work hard to like get good at martial arts or to be a good martial arts teacher or teacher of anything. Of course you have to work hard. You have to want to do it. You have to have passion. You have to want to learn more. You have to want to know that you're not the best at everything and you certainly won't be ever. Okay. Mm-hmm. But we can help you like get as much like if if somebody when I was training as a kid told me there was an easier way to do something, yes, I'm going to take that easier way. Yet yeah, why would I waste effort especially in a fight in a self-defense why would i waste effort of course i'm going to learn the the shortcut way if possible so on a broader scale uh i guess courtney what you're kind of saying is and alan like with with do you need help with curriculum like let's say you're uh uh like a, a neighborhood kung fu school okay and you teach a couple weapons as part of your standard curriculum. Well, you can start with that. Yeah. Just change your nunchuck form to a lightsaber form. Like, so you don't bounce off your shoulder. Big deal, right? Like, there's little things you tweak. And now you have at least something you can teach your students for a few months that they didn't realize that you just made up yesterday. <laughs> then if you need a little help with that beyond that, like... Courtney, when when you and I were hanging out, you were like, what was that thing you did to be just there, right? And like, yeah. where did that come from in your training, right? Like, and and I'm sure, like, the more I hang out with your guys, I would be picking up all kinds of little things like that that I would be like, oh my gosh, well, that's going into my curriculum. That's go- Sharing is the only way to get this stuff done. So like... If you have any basis, let's say you're a gymnastics teacher or like I said earlier, a yoga instructor and you, okay, so you already know stances, you know, Mm -hmm. like we can give you some strikes to add to that. Now we can give you some blocks to add to that now. And maybe you can build a little bit from there. Then maybe in a month or two, you check back and you say, Hey, can you give me a little more? My students are hungry now and I have 10 people now. And yeah, that's, that's exactly what we want. That's exactly what we want. And it takes you five minutes to fill out an application and you don't have to have the experience that it asks you if you have. Yo, like lean on, you know, the people you have around. That's how we all got to where we are now. Exactly. That's why, you know, I hit up Eric, you know, like we were talking about earlier because, you know, I've been, I've been doing it for a few years at that point, but, you know, it was good to have extra input from a group clearly you know knows what they're doing and when you and when you look like building a curriculum i I know you guys know this it's like no easy task Mm -hmm. um especially i found it challenging because you know you have to sit there and you kind of take the philosophy of what these forms are you know because they're they're not they don't really exist in real life you just kind of have the description and philosophy so we kind of build upon that to make them so, I mean, it took me years, I mean, at least three to four years to finally have like sheet show at a point, you know, at its completion, you know what I mean? Like the entire curriculum, all the movements, all the drills, Dulan, everything, to have it completed it took me about like three to four years. And, you know, everything just kind of came after that because, you know, it's all based, it all comes from sheet show. So it came 
you know, a lot easier to finish. Yeah, like a waterfall so, after that for the different forms, right? Exactly, because you have your base of that. Right. You have your foundation. Build on your foundation. Um, but, you know, saying all that to say, you know, that's why it's important to, you know, lean on people to get input and help and assistance and, you know, second opinion, third opinion, fourth opinion, you know, because it does, you know, take a little bit of time. You just want to make sure you have the right minds there to help you. Exactly. You know, you said you said Saberlight had been going on for a few years before you reached out to Eric. Um, you know, I'm not tooting anybody's horn right now, but I've been doing this stuff low key since 2002, and then you know it took another 10 years before I realized that like TPLA and and New York Jedi and some of these other organizations were doing similar things, not the same, which is the beauty of it, you know. Um, but then another five years and then I'm talking to Steve and SDS and, and Alan. And then a year or so after that, now I'm still reaching out to people like Courtney and, and um, you know, Bendu and, and all these other people, because just because I've been doing it for X years doesn't mean that I can't like, why wouldn't I go reach out to other people who do the same thing? And, you know, seasoned martial arts teachers, they kind of go, two ways right they they have their 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 cult dojo where the master is everything and if you go against the master you must be doing something invalid um and sacrilegious almost or those people who are like this is this is my gym this is the way i train people this is the curriculum this is how and if you have previous experience that makes you question the way we do things well then that's called training and we can work with you you know so to me i feel like we've sort of zeroed in on those types of instructors for the most part you know regardless of how many years they've been in the lightsaber game or the martial arts game they're all kind of like that's like not even just secondary but like fifth on the list or sixth on the list of priorities to talk about you know the first thing everybody wants to know is like how long or, or how many students you got, you know, where are you located? Do you do seven forms? You do kendo, you do, you know, like what kind of stuff do you, you know, what do you, you like barbecue sauce or just dry ribs, you know, like <laughs> all those kind of things are important first. And I think that's how, as somebody maybe coming into it or as a new teacher or somebody who's looking to put a, a program in their, in their life, um, as a teacher, as a student, that's the type of, that's the type of personality you want to surround yourself with. We talked about it yeah. for tournaments. We talked about it for events and all those things. And it's just the way that you can smell a bad martial arts school based on the way that people are doing all of the things we're talking about. You know, yeah. it, it's not uh, hard to figure out once you kind of see these signs. Yeah. I don't know if I, I said this to you, Mark. I know. I think I said something about this to Courtney is like, there's, when you go someplace, right, you, you need a certain amount of things. You need a guide, right? You need a map. Sure. Right? Yep. You need a community of like-minded individuals. Mm -hmm. So if, if you look around and you're not in the right place, if you're, if you're the, the 80 year old grandma in the rage in the cage gym, <laughs> you know, chances are you're not in the same community of like-minded individuals. Yeah. Now you might be bloodthirsty grandma, no judgments, but if, if you find yourself wanting to improve 
in your martial arts, in your uh, in, in your lightsaber, in in any sort of capacity of of having this that this is what we're building our community for for that sort of camaraderie to be able to again uplift everybody to where uh, we can run hopefully uh, you know in the next few years a national event with you know a thousand yeah. people being right. able to show up and actually um, you know swing nerd sticks yeah. That's, I mean, that's the dream, right? <laughs> that's the dream. So many people, that means we get to fight more. And that's kind of part of my dream. I just want to fight more people. Summer is just around the corner, and this year, SMAF Affiliate School Saber Light Knights is putting on the Saber Light Summer Open. Join them at the Laughing Dragon Kung Fu School in Charlottesville, Virginia on July 10th. 2021 at 9 a.m. for a two-division tournament including the Adult Standard Saber Division and the Adult Special Saber or Exotics Division. Saber Light Knights have been a proud SMAF affiliate school since 2019 and we are more than thrilled to support their events. The Saber Light Summer Open is also going to feature a massive prize pool, over $1,000 in merchandise from some of your favorite companies like Key Sabers, Smokey's Armory, Mando Core Customs, Wrath Sabers, Far Far Away Outfitters, and Kaizen Saber. If you want to register for the Saber Light Summer Open, please visit the Eventbrite link in the show notes or go to eventbrite.com and search for Saber Light Summer Open. Registration is $20 to $30, depending on if you're doing one event or two. And all of the tournament requirements and rules can be found on saberlightnights.com. That's saberlightnights with a K.com. So, Courtney, we're, we're probably getting towards the end here. So, I kind of want to do like, I, I don't know, maybe speed rounds, the wrong term for it, but I kind of want to do something akin to a speed round with you before we close Sith out. Sith lightning tonight. round. Yeah, a little. Sith lightning round. There we go. A Sith lightning <laughs> round. So, uh, you know, a few sentences. And if I cut you off, it's not because I hate you. It's just because I'm trying no, to keep the spirit of the Sith lightning here. So, <laughs> yes. My hatred makes me more powerful. Uh, <laughs> um no no i don't hate anybody i I love people to a fault um i hate cilantro anyway courtney (laughs) (laughs) um, let's do let's do a couple couple quick questions uh first of all um first saber you would pick up to fight with uh slayer right here your key saber slayer all right two hands or one one first two. blade dang. first one two three. dang it three <laughs> general grievous over here <laughs> uh color blade color preference blue second like blue like an ice blue ice blue second one oh. let's say you're in a jar kai situation what's your second blade color uh let me see here green i do a green Green, like a consular green, or yeah, like you know, let's yeah, like good consular green. Sorry, nice I'm... Luke green, you know, like a Return of the Jedi Luke green. Like I love green. this question. I I get fascinated by people's answers to this question. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Favorite Star Wars movie today? Uh, Rogue One. Uh, whoa! Interesting yeah. answer. Uh, favorite video game. Ooh, like ever? Yeah, oh, sure. Okay, this is gonna be hard. Give me, uh, give me like three video games you could play no matter what. Okay, so 
uh, Legend of Zelda uh, Ocarina of Time. Okay. Like my all-time favorite. Um, let's see. Uh, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. I don't know if you got Ooh, that. Yeah, that's that a was good a good game. one. Wow. That game ridiculous too much. Deep uh, cuts, man. Oh, uh, damn. Um, let me see here. Uh, Final Fantasy VIII. Okay. Yes. All right. My <laughs> man. My man. Hey, you got a woman of culture here. Uh, yes. Let, let's see. Um, top three pizza toppings. Pepperoni, Italian sausage, mushroom. Thick crust or thin crust? <sighs> man, look. If you, like <laughs> thick crust, if you like thick crust, all right, you get you're like a cow with that jaw, like chewing for like ten years. I need it thin, okay? Look, bro, I don't want my like jaw to break from just constantly chewing on bread. So no, <laughs> give give it to me thin. Give it to me. Thin. Do, do you fold your pizza? Uh, no, because I'm not a savage. <laughs> I am a civilized man in a civilized world. Uh, ocean. Ocean or swimming pool? Man, neither. All right. Like, look at me, man. I'm not trying to go here, but my people, we don't swim. All right. We need our feet firmly on the ground. That's, that's just what it needs to be. So, neither one. I'm going to be on land. Thank you very much. Checkers or chess? Uh, checkers. I'm ashamed to admit I don't know how to play chess. I'm sorry. No, I, neither do I. I'm, I'm glad you said it first, so I didn't have to be the first one to admit it. Uh, let's see. Um, hot weather, cold weather. God, man. Don't say, don't say April. That doesn't count. I know. I was don't cold. say April. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with cold just because I can control it better. You know what I mean? Like, I can't cool myself off, but I can warm myself up. So okay, okay. Form one or form five? Uh, we gonna go with uh, we'll go with form one actually. All right, form two or form six? Form six, baby. Form four or form three? Uh, that's really the only question we need answered. Man, that tells you everything you need to know about a person, right? Yeah, it's just. I don't know. <laughs> My- man after my own man after my own heart here uh <laughs> coffee or tea Ooh. oh damn uh i guess tea i'm i'm a and i'm a snob too so we need a loose leaf of yes. a certain breed uh, <laughs> you hear this guy <laughs> yo i'm a tea snob <laughs> uh, crap out of a bag man that's like what are we like dust things no i need tea tea so I we love it. I do and, like let's see. Uh, I maybe only have a couple more. Um, you guys got Alan, Katie. You guys got any of these? Billy Lee or Jimmy Lee from Double Dragon? Oh, which one was the blue one? Was it Billy? Billy. Okay, I'm going with Billy. We're Billy. going with Billy. <laughs> That's a great question because that brings me to Ninja Turtles or Power Rangers, and I don't judge oh, if you man, don't say look, Ninja Turtles. I'm a Ninja Turtle man. Okay, like to this day, they got like a new book out now called The Last Ronin. It, it, Ronin, it is a fantastic thing ever. So, Ninja Turtles, 10,000%. Okay, so then if you had to pick a Power Ranger, which one are you picking? Oh, man, bro. I love how intense he gets when I ask him these questions. Yeah, it's just because. He takes like, him so seriously. I love it. That's like, why I ask. 
billion like seasons of power. Look, I'm gonna go. With, nah, just um, give me which color or or which Zord or which you know weapon. Okay. I'm gonna go with pink because I was in love with that girl. Um, From Mighty Morphin. She. Yeah, yes, she Mighty Morphin. Like, Come on, there's only yeah. one. Oh. Well, <laughs> I think the stunt double was uh my seventh grade history teacher. Oh, that's funny. Uh, what? Really? Yeah. yeah. Found that out. I didn't know that. Oh, man. Okay. All right, Courtney, before we get you out of here, why don't you tell us a little bit about what Saberlight is or is not doing right now? Uh, This is definitely not going to be the last time we have you on, but this is this has been an awesome intro and we'll, we'll surely have you on again soon. Um, so tell us a little bit about what Saberlight's doing and what people can do to get in contact with you guys. Yeah. So, uh, you know, needless to say the pandemic was, you know, a little rough, uh, it affected a lot of things It kind of beat me up in my personal life too. So kind of making a rebound from that. Uh, as of now, uh, we do have a, uh, you know, online platform that is nearing completion, uh, and it will launch, I think next by the end of next week it will be live, and then from there people will be able to like you know log in, and then we have modules for each form, and you know you, you know student directory, all that stuff. So that's going to be live next week, and that doesn't even necessarily apply to people in this area. So if you're wherever you are and you want to you know join up, definitely come take a look at saberlightnights.com because you know you'll be able to get some virtual training, and that'd be a good thing. Uh, And then we uh, will likely be starting up in-person sessions again. It'll probably be another two or three months or so, probably early summer. Uh, But that is tentative and it's being discussed. And then finally, we do have a a tournament, our first big tournament coming up. uh, And that will be happening on July 10th. Saberlight Summer Open is the name of it. Uh, actually got a lot of love from um, the community and a, a bunch of different, you know, groups and, you know, places are sponsoring it, you know, like, um, you know, Kyle from Key Sabres and, uh, you know, Mandel Core Customs, um, you know, Far, Far Away Outfit. So we got like a lot of um, prizes. We have a big prize pool. Um, you know, we got medals custom made. It's going to be two tournaments, a standard and an exotic style tournament. Uh, and it's going to be great. We do have people coming from uh, some states over. We got some people coming from uh, Ohio, from South Carolina, North Carolina, people here in Virginia. So if you're interested in that, you can also find that on saberlightnights.com. And I'll put a link to both your website and your tournament uh, Eventbrite page in the show notes. Thank you very much. Appreciate yeah, it, man. for sure, man. Uh, no, that aside, I'm done rambling. That's all I got. Well, you can also find Saberlight on sabermartialarts.life under our affiliate schools section. You'll see an awesome headshot of Courtney looking like a total badass. Uh, and if you want to see headshots of the rest of us looking like total badasses, go to the sabermartialarts.life. Check out Sifu Venable from Venable 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 from uh, Phoenix Saber Academy. And check out, of course, the mistress of Seresu, Katie, and her husband, Battlemaster Eric Main of San Diego Sabres, uh, or any of the affiliate schools. And if you're not sure or you want to become a solo affiliate, scroll down to becoming part of SMAF and become part of SMAF. We want you to be with us. 
Anybody have anything to close out with? I do. Uh, yo, let me look in the camera for this one. Uh, <laughs> Marina. <laughs> um, you. Yeah, I got this for you. This is going upside your head. <laughs> Here, let me let me. Read I hope that. you're watching this. I hope you can hear this. Okay. <laughs> because you getting that beat to the ground. And I hope you're ready for that. Okay. Uh, and that's all I got. I'm gonna take a Marina call out any t- any time I can get it. <laughs> Marina, eat a bag of, uh, and and we love and we right love here. you too. Coming for you right here. And we love you too. So without further ado, uh, my phone's about to die, and I love you all to pieces. <laughs> so right, thank you for listening. Check us out and bring your own saber. Bring your own saber. Bring your own saber.